Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa. It's Monday. We've had a wonderful Monday already. Everything is looking wonderful. Just finished um, the broadcast for my new show this morning. This is my first Ask Sharifa interview for this week, so already I'm feeling good. So as everyone goes ahead and joins us in the chat room, if you have any questions, if you have any comments for today's guest, please go ahead and put them in the comment section, and I'll read them to the guests. And as always, I invite you to go ahead and share this Facebook Live because friends don't let friends miss out on Ask Sharifa. So today's guest is Margaret Graziano. Good afternoon, Margaret. How are you? Good afternoon. Thank you very much. I am very well. I just spent the weekend in a great training and now I'm in Nashville, Tennessee at the Opryland Hotel, ready to lead a workshop tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, that sounds interesting. But before we talk about the training, talk about the workshop, we're going to give a little background on you. Taking a look at your information, what I thought was interesting was your title, Chief Evangelist. You are the Chief Evangelist of your own company, Keen Alignment. Is that correct? It is, yes. I run a consulting firm where we have several consultants who work with us and go out and deliver the services. I'm the primary face, the primary author, and the primary public speaker for the organization. And I'm sharing the message of how to engage and optimize people at work, both for the employer and for the people working at the company. So I'm evangelizing the philosophy of people first. No, it makes perfect sense. You know, as a business consultant, one thing that people often ask me is how do you get people to basically patronize your business? And I always say you have to turn your customers into evangelists. That's always my number one response is you have to turn the people who've already done business with you, the people who are aware of you into evangelists. And evangelists, the way I mean it, and we'll talk about how you mean it in a few minutes, is that these are the people who go out and tell everyone else about you. You know, they're like, oh, my God, you have to try this. You have to meet Margaret. You have to go to Keen Alignment. And then people are like, why? Tell me about it. They're like, because they can do this. They do that. They have this. They have that. And these are the people who spread your message across the world. Yes. And how do you see it? How do I see evangelizing? Yes. Um, well, it's a message. It's sharing a message, whether it's me or whether it's the other consultants that work with me or it's the customers or it's the employees that work at the customer's site. It is, it, it's, it, there has to be a message to evangelize. There's a message. And I also think it's, it's some kind of aha, something that somebody may not have already thought about or some insight or some new way of looking at something. Or I, it could even be these Rothy shoes that I just bought. My girlfriend is evangelizing Rothy shoes. She bought everybody a $20 gift certificate for Rothy shoes, and they're made out of plastic water bottles. So she's evangelizing that if you care about recycling and you care about looking good and wearing good shoes, you'll buy Rothy's. So it's sharing something new. Okay, so keen alignment. What is your message? What is it that you go out and evangelize? Fundamentally, that the old way of thinking about business, like products or intellectual uh, property or geography, uh, 
old school thinkers in business, specifically people who've been around 10, 20, 30 years. It's all about the stuff. And our philosophy, my philosophy is it's all about the human system. It's are we doing what we need to do to take the barriers out of the way of the human system? Are we teaching people how to think from a new place? Are we teaching people to access their own internal wisdom in our organization? And are we putting the right people in the right jobs? Are we even finding out what the right job would be for somebody? Are we looking at our business and where are we going? And is everything that we're doing lining up to where we say that we are going? And then working backwards and making sure that people actually feel connected to the big picture. Okay. So for a new business that's starting out or an entrepreneur, maybe those areas are something they have no idea about. Usually when business owners start a business, it's because they have an interest in that product. You know, I really love motorcycles. Let me sell these motorcycles. Or I really want to help people make sure they have clean homes. So I'm going to start my maid service. But not they don't often think of the positions or the message or the brand. So how do people typically begin to work with you, especially if they're a business owner, a small business owner who has not thought that far? So the first thing that I do, whether I'm working with a large company or a startup, first thing that we do is we get to the essence of the purpose. It's not just because I like. So I used to be in recruiting. I started a recruiting company. And then when I transitioned to organizational development, it, there was a, a, a coach that worked with me on what is my purpose beyond making a buck, beyond doing something I know something about, what is the difference that I want to make in the world? And getting clear about that. And then everything emerges from that place. If the difference that I, Margaret Graziano, want to make is I want to help people live fulfilled lives so that they are fully self-expressed, engaged, and fulfilled at work, the first question is, what is it that gets you there? What's the essence of who you are and how does this business light that up within you? And then from that place, what are the things we need to put in place? And, um, and then it all stems from there. But it, you can't develop a brand. You can't even develop a business strategy if you don't know where your true north is. So I think your question is, what would I say? I would say, what's the why behind the business beyond money? beyond because it's what I know, beyond because I'm mad at my company and no one's ever treated me right, what's the pull? What's the magnetic pull to north for you? And, and what's it that lights you up? And then everything else unfolds from there. And it also teaches you what to say no to. Mm -hmm. It teaches you what to, what's noise? What's, what are constraints? Because you know when all of us start in business, there is a tendency to say, yes, 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 yes to everything and then we're spread so thin we look at our calendar and there's no time to do the very thing that we said we wanted to do and so i think that having a codified true north is probably the most important important element of starting a business okay so when you say having a true north for for business owners who that may not seem very tangible or very specific can you give us some examples of a true north yeah, so I can only speak about myself and then I can give you some examples. But for me, I was in recruiting and I was finding people jobs. And for many years, that was great. And the money was great. 
But there came a point where I wanted a deeper connection with people and I wanted to empower people to reach inside themselves and fulfill their purpose. Well, the thing about getting people jobs is it's transactory. So you get them a position and then you don't really talk to them after their 30 days or 60 days. And I wanted to help them grow in their life and fulfill those visions. So part of how I decided to do the alignment work is I was doing yoga and the yoga teacher would say it's about mind, body, spirit alignment. And then I thought, well, what if people had that level of alignment in their work life? What if they really knew what their calling was? What if they, if that calling tapped into their internal purpose and what if they had their values lined up with that, uh, what would be possible? And so I did the inquiry for myself. So my true north is how do I know where, when I, when I get there, how do I know that I got there? And it's the feeling of standing in front of a room of 250 people and seeing their eyes light up that they just got something that they never thought of before. It's the, it's the experience of hearing someone say to me, if there's only a 30, per, 30 person workshop, that I now know what it means for me to be a leader. And I now know that if I honor my values at work, I'll be a better mother. Or I know now that if I listen differently, rather than listening from my judgmental self, if I listen from a place of love and curiosity, I'll be a better leader. It's hearing those things for me that it's kind of the mirror. You're on track, lady. You're, you're, you're on track with your true north because my true north is to open people up to the fulfillment of what their life is for. So for, let's say I have a client whose true north is teaching children. She wants to, I happen to attract a lot of altruistic people. She wants to teach kids in a new way that, has them not get all caught up in what the grade on the report card is. So mm -hmm. she's about equanimity. She's about, uh, she's about freedom. And she's about full integration of the right and the left hemisphere. So if, if, if kids learn and the teacher says, oh, you're not really good at math, Maji. Um, you should go do art. Or the teacher says, art's your thing because math isn't it. Or that's what I just said. But you know what I'm talking about. If there's a judgment when a kid's in school, that kid grows up with a very limited viewpoint of what they're capable of. Her true north, her vision, her mission in life is to give people the freedom and the access to make the right choices as young adult students. And she does it by helping little kids in school, younger students, have an open mind and not take grades as harsh judgments or an indictment of what their life is about. And, and, the, and I have another client, her whole world is about preserving open space. And so she's been up against lots of conflict. We're in Northern California and you know, people either vote to have their tax money be spent on preserving the land and, and having open space, or they say, we need more housing. We need more business. We need urban development. Well, this woman has such a strong pull to her values of high aesthetic, high land preservation, and her personal true north is preserving this place called Coyote Valley. Well, there was a point where they were in, in a quandary of where they were going to get the funding. And it was all of her 
internal fortitude that she had to muster up within her and she had to go to the public and ask for their voting dollars. Many people surrounding her didn't think she was going to get the voting dollars, but she was not going to give up because she was operating true to herself and she got the vote in a market where nobody thought she would get the vote. She got the vote and that organization is going to be able to operate for the next 30 years because they got the public vote and it was her passion and her emotion and her commitment to her stand that allowed her to do that. There was no script she could have read to do that. And, and I, I could talk about this for hours. I've got lots and lots and lots and lots about that. <laughs> I have one, do you wanna hear one more about the True North? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I moved to Silicon Valley in about 2010 and I wanted to take this product that I have called Conscious Hiring. It's a workshop. It's a workflow process and I wanted to turn it into a software. So I made an agreement with this company to turn it into a software. I made a handshake agreement. There was no formal contracts. I, uh, my core values are integrity, authenticity. You know, you deliver what you say you're gonna deliver. And I wanted to empower HR people to be able to help a company achieve their mission by making sure they had a process to bring in the right people who were philosophically aligned with the mission and had the right values. So we get into this agreement and the software's being built and the guy that was getting the funding says, well, you know, the whole goal is to disintermediate the HR people. We don't need them anyway. And my partner and I were shocked because this is not what we agreed to. It was supposed to be a workflow process and he wanted to create the LinkedIn of getting people putting like a hundred bucks on a credit card and you would just get two candidates and you wouldn't need HR at all. And conscious hiring, even by the nature of the word is a humanistic system. It's about awareness. It's about connection. It's about bringing the best in people to the best of a company. So the whole philosophy of conscious hiring was going to be disintegrated by this deal. And at the final hour, I pulled out of the deal. And these venture, venture uh, vulture capitalists said to me, and even people I had asked to be on the board, they said, Margaret, you're not going to kill the baby, are you? How could you kill the baby? This product's going to market. How could you ruin all these lives? And I said, you know what? The essence of this project is to operate in consciousness, to operate in a service for the betterment of humanity and a dollar for a placement or a hundred bucks for two candidates who know nothing about the job and disintermediating the humans in the human resources department is not what I'm up to. So I took my chances. It took me a year and a half to get my intellectual property back. I was on a non-compete. I couldn't work. Um, I couldn't work in the same way I knew how to work and it all worked out. But it had I not honored my true north of what I knew was the right thing, I would have lost that stand for what I knew was right. And today, conscious hiring is being turned into another software by a different organization that has signed agreements and it's gonna be the true essence of what we created. And it's helped thousands of companies and, and thousands of hires and thousands of HR people so that they can have assistance in bringing the right people into the company for the right reasons. And it's gonna, it is already fulfilling the intention I had when I spent 10 years creating it and it will continue to do that. So I think that covers the true north.
hopefully. It definitely covers the true north, but it opens up so many other questions. Um, conscious hiring, I don't know because you're in the midst of this, in the midst of creating this software, how much of it you can discuss. But I've never in my life heard that term, conscious hiring. You know, there's hiring, we hire people, um, proactive hiring, just a lot of hiring terms, but I've never heard conscious hiring. Anytime I've heard the term conscious, it usually has something to do with spirituality or wow. metaphysical. So, so here's the thing. You have heard of unconscious bias. Yes. Right? So there yes. is an unconscious bias, which is the loop of our thinking. Our thinking comes from our past. Our thinking comes from our experiences. Our thinking comes from the teachers we've had, the parents we had, the, 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 the religious leaders we've had. It comes from our report cards. It comes from our first boss who maybe we didn't like, or it comes from the first person we had to fire. So when we sit down in an interview, the first minute of that interview is all unconscious bias and we make up our mind and we don't even know we're making it up it's like dating right you go to meet the guy or the girl and like immediately oh she's hot or he's hot and we make a decision and we stop listening we shut these things down because our thinking is telling us we know the answer hire this person don't hire this person date this person don't date this person and then our common sense gets hijacked by our thinking. So if you just Google the word conscious, you're gonna see self-aware, awake, keen. It's how I came up with the, with the name keen alignment, keen hiring. It's about being aware and awake and knowing the authentic purpose for hiring this person and then having open eyes, open ears, and an open will to really get curious about what's going on in that person's world and are they truly the right hire or did they just have a right resume? So I do think the word consciousness came to be out of the human potential movement and out of the, uh, spirit, let's say, spirituality movement or new age. But wh what you see now is conscious capitalism and conscious hiring and conscious leadership. And it's really about being aware and awake to what is in the present right now right in front of us, not based on our unconscious bias. Oh, wow, excellent information. If you're just now tuning in, we have so many people in the chat room. Thank you to Linda, to Robin, to Sean, to Poggy, James, so many other people who are coming in. If you have any questions or comments, please be sure to ask them in the comments section and I'll go ahead and pass that message along to our guest. And we are speaking with Margaret Graziano. She is the Chief Evangelist for King Alignment. So, Margaret, one of the things that I was looking at is your book. You have a book, Unlock the Wealth of Talent, correct? Yes. What inspired you to author this book? Well, so the, the book really is about getting, so I come out of a 25-year, very successful career in recruiting. And mm -hmm. like I told you, I had a wake-up call. Maybe I didn't tell you that yet, but my enlightenment experience is I had a wake-up call that I wanted to help beyond finding a job for people is a very uh, powerful, very um, fulfilling career. And I wanted something more. I wanted to empower people more and I wanted it to be more systemic. So I started in, in documenting, especially for the software, we had to document every single thing we did, every step of our process, 
how we worked. And, and it started with that, with, with murals on the wall of everything that I did in the conscious hiring. And then it expanded from there. Well, well, so what, what if you implement conscious hiring, how do you begin? How do you have the conversations? How do you onboard people? What's the best way to engage people? And I just started honestly going on and on with every element of what I've learned about employment engagement, employee engagement, and unleashing people's, we all have this thing called human spirit. All of us have it. For some of us, maybe it has been dampered or we think someone else stepped on it or squished it out or extinguished it, but it's still there. We're human and we have it. It's what makes us different than animals. We have this human spirit and we have this volition, this ability to choose. And when mine got lit up, like really, I saw that my job on earth was to serve and was to teach other people to do the things that I learned to do. When I was a young woman, somebody said, you know, you're a top producer. You should go join the Pinnacle Society. And I said, I, I, I just do what I do. I'm not a top producer. And then I had like a wake up call there saying, holy cow, I'm actually really good at what I do. And even before that, when I left my first job and went to the second job and I got 10 offers from competitors, I was clueless that I had a gift in the world of recruiting, clueless. I just thought everybody was, was this way. And so when I started to realize that I had something special, I wanted to put it out there for people. And now, you know, like I said, I'm at the Opryland Hotel. I'm gonna speak to a thousand HR people tomorrow. And we're, we have the book as a giveaway. We run raffles. We have a, a training where people come to workshops and they learn conscious hiring and they learn how to dis, dispel the myths of talent management. And, and how to optimize people in the workplace. For me at this point, I'm 54 years old. It's about giving it away, giving it back, creating the future of a wise, aware, and awake people. So maybe they don't have to take 20 years to learn what I learned. They could do that day one. And, and the other thing is we have a mass changing of the guard in the working world. We have 65 million millennials coming into the workforce and we have 30 million baby boomers retiring and there is no standardization of how to transfer that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so those of us that have been in the industry, it's, it's a call. It's a call to train these younger people to give them what they need so they cannot have to learn through only through hard knocks or through falling down but they can get that knowledge. And, and uh, that's why I wrote the book. And I have another book coming out called The Millennial Heiress. And it's a, it, is a, it is a story uh, of a young woman who's 27 years old who inherits her father's company. And she, it's pretty broken, old school manufacturing. People are not happy. They're losing money. The comp competition is gaining ground. And she comes with these new eyes and this new, this new set of listening and this new way of thinking. And she recreates the company to be one that is completely to be of service, to follow the conscious capitalism model. And then the second half of the book is all how she did it, which is really giving away all of what Keen Alignment does. And so there's just this need to want to teach. Well, wonderful. Now, let me ask you, let's talk a little bit more about conscious hiring. For people who are watching now and have questions on hiring, are there specific 
tips or strategies that you can give quickly? I know we have to read everything in the book, but are there specific tips that you can give to people who are interested in doing more conscious hiring? Yes, first and foremost, know the purpose your business exists. Mm-hmm. Not just to make money, but what's the purpose, the purpose, the reason? What difference does the business make? What makes your organization unique? If you're a solopreneur, what makes you unique? And if you're going to hire people, then you're be working beyond solo then. So, and then align the purpose of the role with the purpose of the business and then get real specific on how the role fulfills that purpose from a key performance indicator standpoint. How do you know you've hired the right person? What results are they producing right down to the day to day behavior that if the role could talk, the role would say it needed to have. That's high level. Okay, that's very high level. Now, when people come to work with your company, what does that look like? Are you someone where they take a a lengthy workshop, they come to you, speak with you for a couple of hours? What does your process look like? Okay, that's a great question. So we have some companies that hire us to go into the company and do an intervention. And it'll be myself with maybe up to 10 different consultants. And we do these retreats. It's the first retreat is called a level set and everybody gets a level playing field. They complete the past. We bring a very high powered, very uh, concrete trainers in there and we teach them what's in the way of their thinking. And we go through exercises and lots of up and down the tube exercises as individuals, as a company. And then the second workshop is called a strategic advance where they create their mission, their vision, their their operating values, their mode of behavior, their code of conduct, and then they set business goals. So that's the, that's the large company interventions. And then we work with them for a year or a year and a half, sometimes even two. We had some clients working with us for eight years just because they've gone through different growth iterations. And then we coach their leaders and their employees to think differently, to think from the presence to think from what is their purpose as individuals and how that aligns with the companies. And there's lots of training in neuroscience and goal setting and developing others. It's a 21st century leadership curriculum. So that's one half of what we do. The other half of what we do is public workshops. So, and that's new for us. And that's the area that I'm really gonna focus a lot of attention in. And that is bringing in practitioners and small business owners who wanna know how to do this for themselves because maybe they cannot afford a consulting firm who's going to be there for a year. So we have conscious hiring as a public workshop. We have maximize your HR effectiveness for HR leaders. We have ignite power, which is unleashing the power of the feminine and unlocking the and harnessing the power of the masculine to have integrated leadership that's specifically for women. And then we have a um, conscious leadership program. So public workshops, we have between 10 and 30 people in each public workshop. And then we also have a whole online university where people can sign up and do online at their own pace education. And then of course we do one-on-one coaching. So it's kind of all some or little points of where you need it. Okay. So if people are interested in the online service, can you give us the website where they can go online or find more information about you as well? 
Yes, Keen Alignment, K-E-E-N alignment.com, A-L-I-G-N-M-E-N-T.com. Okay, fantastic. Search for Margaret Graziano, and there's an artist and a sculptor who comes up, and a nun. I'm neither of those. <laughs> I'm the other one. I, don't, I wouldn't have mistaken you for a nun, so I definitely, definitely understand that. But everything you're saying just sounds so interesting. I want to go back to one of the points you made earlier about the baby, baby boomers and the millennials. And it seems to be with so many conversations that I have with business owners, this seems to be one of those times in history where there's a, a change. Let me just say like a complete change. Usually, you know, because I'm... I'm 43. Let me just say, I just turned 43. And throughout my life, I've always been able to just transition. But now in 2019, I'm seeing more companies who are saying, no, the millennials don't think the way we've thought in the past or the baby boomers have, have thought. And it makes hiring so much more difficult. Baby, baby boomers, to me, expected longevity. They expected that golden watch, that parachute. They've been there for 25, 30 years and retired. Whereas it's my experience or what I've learned, they, uh, millennials are looking more for the why of the company, why they're in business, what they're doing, how they're impacting the world. Is that your experience? Yeah. So I, I actually think even the baby boomers and the Gen Xers are more into the why now than they ever have been. And mm -hmm. we, we could bring Malcolm Gladwell in and ask him what he would say, but if if you read any of his books, it's, you know, he talks about how events change how our life works. And I frankly think the advent of the internet and this thing called global warming or whatever it is, climate change, and um, the, the, the uh, internet in your face whenever you want it, and CNN telling you that something's going on in the White House 24-7, I think more and more people are waking up and becoming aware and conscious of what that life is short and that they want their life to matter, no matter what their age. The millennials are just being much more vocal about it. They'll come out and say, I wanna volunteer and I wanna do it on company time. They'll come out and say, it doesn't feel great around here, I'm leaving. They'll come out and say, I don't feel like I'm contributing. Whereas, you know, I'm a, a young baby boomer on the younger end of the baby boomers. It didn't feel good at any of the places I've ever worked. I mean, I was told, sit down, shut up, and dial the phone. And if you don't get a placement at the end of the week, you're fired. And right. I, okay, I need the money. So this is just the way it is. So I think what's happening is the millennials, God bless them, are teaching the baby boomers about life purpose, about doing what matters to you, about living fully while you're here. And I think the baby boomers are waking up. They're slower because they've got more years of that looped in thinking that limited thinking they're like this is the way it is don't empower people too much they might ask for too much money we've actually had baby boomer clients say to us i'm afraid if you empower our people too much they'll ask for raises and they'll want more and and why would we train them then if they're not satisfied in the jobs they'll go elsewhere and i say why would you want people who weren't trained mm -hmm. If people are empowered, they're gonna give you ideas. They're gonna tell you what's not working at the company, what could be better, and, and maybe they will go. But what we're also seeing is when millennials leave a company they like, they boomerang back. 
and the Gen Xers, they boomerang back. So I'd rather have everybody awake and aware and on purpose than keeping people down and treating them like they're oppressed and then wondering why 70% of the US workforce is unhappy in their job and is not engaged. And those, that's the Gallup survey, most recent study, 70%, and this has been eroding and declining for 15 years. The more people know what's going on in the world, the more they have desire to have a life they want. And we spend 70% 70, 70 of our time awake, we're at work. So I think the millennials are gonna make major changes and I think they're causing a wake up call for the other generations too. Fantastic. Uh, Margaret, this has definitely been a pleasure. It's so much information that you've been able to provide to us, to our listeners, a couple of people who just joined us, James, Janice, Elizabeth, two of Elizabeths came in and they were tuning into the show. Eddie's joining us on the show. So everyone's listening. Doesn't look like we have a lot of questions for you, but you are so passionate about what you're doing. This doesn't appear to be a career or a job to me. It just seems to be a calling. Like this truly is what you were called to do. So we're coming down to the last few minutes of the show. And what I love to do at the end of every show is just allow my guests the opportunity to speak directly to the people watching and the people watching in the archives and just let them know what you want them to take away from your interview. Okay, well, I would say, are you ready for me? Yes, ma'am. I would say first and foremost, get in touch with what's important to you. Who are you? What are you called to do? And then go find it and the money will come. And I know lots of people have said that, but we have this thing called our thought process and this gets in our way of pursuing what's important to us. We do what we think our parents tell us to do or what, because we're a single parent, we have to put you know, food on the table when we are being true to ourselves, when we are being true to our calling, when we take the time to figure out what our calling is, and then we act from that place, we will always know the best next thing to do, always. And it will always work out. And that's the essence of what my company does. That's the essence of what I do. It's what I've been called to do since I've been 36 years old. And um, also I would say the, the in addition to that, never stop learning because times are changing and it's the people who are ahead of the times that will be able to guide people through the times. And oh, thank I, you. I definitely love it. It's so wonderful. Margaret, please give our listeners again your website address, any social media or any contact information. Okay, so Twitter is Keen Margo. On Facebook, I'm Margaret Graziano. LinkedIn is the place we post most, Margaret Graziano, and the, the website is keenalignment.com. Fantastic. I would like to thank you for being a guest on today's episode of Ask Sharifa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And I want to thank our sponsor, Fireball Approves, fireballapproves.com for sponsoring this show. If you are interested in any rentals, definitely go to fireballapproves.com so you don't get caught with any rental scams. Also, if you're interested in being a guest or for sponsorship opportunities or just to watch more of our interviews, please visit the website at ashsharifa.com. Until next time, we are out.
When you're looking to buy or rent a property, you need FireballApproves.com. They protect you against renter fraud and much more. Give us a call today at 904-580-6740 before you shop. If Fireball approves it, then you can rest assured that it's a safe deal. Why go anyplace else? With over 20 years of experience, you bet we've got your back. That's FireballApproves.com. Don't get scammed. Make sure Fireball approves. Agency number A180. 00175. If you want to take your business to the next level, then you need InTheNewsPR.com. It's the perfect PR agency that can increase your business exposure along with your media interest through thoughtful storytelling and strategic media campaigns. That's InTheNewsPR.com. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 and see how we can get your company in the news. From marketing and social media to public relations and interviews, we've got it covered. That's InTheNewsPR.com. Make sure everyone knows your business.